0: pretty <laughs> left intercept the final
1: bearing 222.
0: Two, two. <laughs> <laughs>
2: version 2.0 this is episode number 56 i am dan and with me is nick say hi nick hola and justin well he's going to be busy for the next (laughs) 18 years (laughs) yes a big shout out to justin congratulations new baby boy charlie blah 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 looks like a baby to me i don't really get excited about that kind of shit
1: oh come on (laughs)
0: It's Charles
1: <laughs> Russell Pucci, who was born at 8.50 a.m., 7 pounds, 15 ounces, 21 and a quarter inches long, and uh, cute as hell. So yeah. congratulations to them.
2: Yeah, baby's cute. No, they're aliens, dude. Aliens. <laughs> also, you guys might be able to hear back there snickering a little bit. Jesse.
3: Hey, guys, what's up? The compass
2: dude, Jesse. Yeah. So, you know, this week, what can I say? Winter's coming. We were supposed to get snow. Well, we did up in the mountains. Supposed to get some in the valley. Dude, we finally, like 48 days without rain, finally got rain yesterday. And here's the beauty of that. Yeah. The fires. The smoke. She's gone. All gone, huh? Nice. Well, for now. I mean, give it another two weeks without rain, they might pop back up. But for right now, but here's, you know, winter's coming, the wind is blowing, it's cold and wet, and uh, just, I'll just, you know, something else to bitch about, I guess, is what it, it was. It just down. moves on
1: from one miserable scenario
2: to another. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, oh, wait, that's right. <laughs>
3: Welcome it's to God's country. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Come on now. The only
3: solution is the move.
2: Uh, you know what? You're on something there.
1: You're Could dug be. in. You're dug in. You're Dug <laughs> <amazed> in. <laughs>
2: I'm going to go live in Nick's driveway. Yep. Because he won't let me in the house.
1: No, but I will will bring you high speed so you can watch Core TV.
2: There you go. That's all that matters. Core TV, baby, all the way. So what's been going on, guys? Jesse, what have you been up to this week, man?
3: Oh, not too much. The weather's kind of been getting a little bit colder here, too. I did get out yesterday and today. I got in about eight flights this weekend. Um, So, yeah, not too much flying. I usually like to get in over 20 a weekend, but yeah it was all right um so basically for me i'm kind of looking towards the sim already you know trying to get focused up get right. everything ready to go for the winter
2: you know i'm thinking i ought to just soundbite this next question so i don't get <laughs> tired of saying it <laughs> crash that compass yet
0: mm,
3: not yet not
2: yet dude i'm not gonna be the first person yet. you call when you do crash it right
3: <laughs> you should be <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> yeah, who knows? It could it could make it through the winter now though, as it's you know flying slowing down. So
2: yeah, well that's what happens. We'll when see. You live up in God's country. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Nick? What have you been up to this week? Um, kind of a little bit of everything. Yeah,
1: yeah. Getting the getting the 450 Pro all finished up. Uh, I did find a find a receiver for it, and then I've got a nice big got a big goodie order coming from Links. Yeah. All sorts of blingage.
2: Blingage. Yeah, and
1: I think I'm going to try the, uh, they've got some 325 millimeter blades that I figured out. Ah, what the heck? Why not? I'll give them a shot. What the, the hell? Them. Yeah, why not? No, they have Let's lots of cool little stuff, don't they? Oh, dude. Major. I mean, big yeah, time.
3: It's crazy.
2: Hey, I got hooked up with some Link stuff when I was at Othello. Did nice. you? Yeah, you gave it to me, man. Come oh, on Oh, that's right. I forgot all about that. Come on, dude. Keep up.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. No, so we did that. Um, got the you know again got that wonderful order of packs from Gen Z. So I got those all soldered up and working on breaking those. And we're going to be talking about those throughout the next you know. for the, Yeah, the next gonna, of, you know,
2: I let me ask you a question, mm-hmm. and I'm going to ask you this question because I can sense the 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 nation thinking this this. So I'm just going to go ahead and ask you. Mm-hmm. Do you have Gen Z's pajamas and sheets and stuff?
1: I would if I could. <laughs> I bet you would. If my wife would let me. I <laughs> oh could.
2: my gosh, Gen Z's dude. boxers. Come on, dude.
1: I okay. So I put a picture up on Facebook, and this is this is why. Now, I can say, Hey, I'm going to pitch you crap about being a line fanboy. <laughs> you can pitch me crap about being a Gen Z fanboy, and I will back it up every single time. Oh yeah. I was. I was. <laughs> Taking some pictures, yeah. and so someone had made a comment about what about some older packs or some 30C packs to compare against C60Cs. And I went, you know what? I've got a set of 6S50-300s uh, that I've flown in like, dude, they've been in like three or four different helicopters, whiplashes, 700. So I thought, you know what? They've got uh, creeping around, around 200 cycles on them. As in my normal taste, they're always, I've got two or three over discharges on them because that's just what I do.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and so I did the C rating on it and I've, this one just blew me off the chart. I did it two, three times to confirm it. These 30C packs after 200 cycles are showing a true C rating of 34C. I'm
2: not going to yes. lie, dude. I, I feel a little bit of, uh, Gen Zace animosity coming on. I mean, I'm going to start asking you, I think. Have you crashed those Gen Z's batteries? <laughs> oh, <laughs> those,
1: man. Have, dude, those have been crashed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. No. And that's just not that. random.
3: No, it's I, mean, random. I have two flight packs, so four batteries that have, I think I'm pushing 180 to 200 cycles on mine. And mine still show... Four to five milliohms for the whole entire pack is the internal resistance.
2: Genzace for president.
1: <laughs> Gen <Zs> for president. <laughs> oh, <geez. That's> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll lay off for a little bit. It's ridiculous.
2: Uh, oh, I'm just giving you shit. Hey, you know what? You fly what you like, and obviously you're into. I don't have any Genzace battery. I take. Well, I had one Zase battery, but I gave it away. You're gonna have
1: a lot more. Yeah, we're, we're gonna-, gonna be hooking Dan up with some some goodies. You know, most people send like you know thanksgiving packages that have you know chocolates and all this kind of stuff those baskets for christmas and the holidays yeah we're just gonna send you a big freaking gen z basket, <laughs>
2: <laughs> then you then you aren't gonna be able to pitch me shit anymore yeah 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 so for me guys this week you know we have um, it's kind of cool uh i got a message from from justin of course we were thinking that his uh new boy's birthday was gonna fall on my birthday I had a birthday this week. One yes, year older.
1: Yes, you did. 31, right?
2: Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Perpetually.
1: <laughs> hey. Dude, have
2: All you right. ever, you know, speaking about birthdays, and it is totally off topic, but have you ever gone, I don't know if you guys maybe aren't, well, Nick, you might be. But Je- Jesse certainly isn't old enough to do this yet. You've gone through a whole year thinking that you were, uh, let's say, 27, and actually you were 28, and so your birthday comes around, and- you're thinking, oh wow, I'm 28. Then you do the math, and you all of a sudden realize, wait a minute, I'm actually 29.
0: Yeah, Fuck, that's a, that is that horrible. is a
1: miserable feeling. It is dude. a total
2: miserable feeling. I don't know why why we do that to ourselves.
1: Or when someone asks you, "How old are you?" Uh,
2: <laughs> you start counting you know? back on your, take yeah, off your like, shoes and shit. Let's see.
1: Uh, <laughs> you know, I really just don't. I think after 30, it's yeah. It's all downhill it does
2: It doesn't matter anymore. Just another day. But I would like to say thank you to all you guys who posted not only on RCHN Facebook, but uh, my personal Facebook. Don't really use Facebook for that much stuff. So I did say thanks on there as well. So thanks. Another year older. What can I say? I'm like a fine wine. Just get better with time? No?
0: Sure. Okay. Yeah. We'll don't, go with that. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. it. Yeah.
2: Just roll with it. So I'm flying this week. Um, I learned a couple things. I, well, the most important thing I learned is when, when you're flying your helicopter, which you generally take really good care of it. And all of a sudden it starts to make that blade out of track sound. And you guys know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. You should probably land it immediately and find out what's going on. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't. And, um, had a blade grip. The, you know, the, on the 3G head, that long ass ball link that comes off the blade grip. Yeah. Came out, dude. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Like
1: out, as in left the scene of the crash out?
2: No, it, dude, it didn't crash. Here's the deal. Here's here's what happened. Luckily, because I, I heard it and I was like, I'm like, what is it? Why? Because I just, it's like every helicopter I'm hearing these days, not only mine, but the guys I'm flying with, I'm hearing all these strange sounds. Ed's was making this funny sound the other day and the bearings in his motor were completely shot and like the pinion was moving 3 millimeters to either side
0: oh, oh my god
2: and so i'm like i just finished dealing with a sound that i took care of and i'm fl- like two flights later i'm hearing more sounds i'm like what in the hell so i had it hovering 6 feet off the ground and i was trying to look at the track <laughs> and it just, <laughs> it just it just went and it i just I was able to bring it down. It just, you know, the one blade started fluttering and it just, I lost my lift, most of my lift. But I just hit throttle hold and it just came right down. It bounced a little bit. But yeah, it's just not a good thing, dude.
1: That's the awesome part about fly versus fly barred. Fly barless with the blades being so leading edge heavy, they'll they will just flutter. But if you would have had a good set of fly bar, like say some, some stick bangers. The second a link go, <laughs> oh, man, they fold back and they wad up like a dead <laughs> rabbit. Oh, it's ugly.
2: Yeah, I, I'm I'm very happy that I was was only a few feet off the ground. And because had I been in some awkward, doing a flip or whatever, trying some inverted, not, dude, it would have been horrible.
1: You know what's funny, though? This I find humorous. We'll, we'll get into this maybe next week. Your helicopter's making a funny noise. So what what do you do? You bring it into an eye level hover, yeah. right? Right up in your face and start looking at it like, like,
0: "Hmm.
2: All right. Look, let me justify that a little bit. Okay? There I knew it was I knew the sound. I knew it was my blade is out of track sound. So I was doing what you would do. I would check to see if the blade I was checking to see if the blades were out of track. And subsequently they were. Severely. So <laughs> and then uh another thing I learned is uh man I just hate cold weather yeah I just yep I just uh you just can't <laughs> you just can't get away from it over here god you know what there's a couple good things I get to start using the warm weather dick term again yep so go to hell all you warm weather dicks oh yeah I mean that from the bottom of my heart <laughs> Not a lot of flying this week, I guess. A few days, uh weather, of course, smoke. That's gone now, thank God. Hopefully it doesn't come back.
1: Hey, I got an I got another helicopter. You did? What'd you get? Mine. Uh his <laughs> old one. Yeah. Apparently we passed our helicopter round round here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, when you get
2: done with her, you want to send her over my way? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, she oh, sure I'll do got a pretty
0: mouth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh our buddy Jody is going through the 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 D word.
0: Oh. <sighs> <man>. <sighs> yeah. Oh, <sighs> yeah.
1: And uh uh you know just it's an expensive process. Right? So, uh he has th- is thinning his fleet out a little bit. And he's you know, he's a true nitro guy. He got he actually bought Jesse's old Fusion from him. Uh, you wanting to just start dabbling in electric to get the whole experience. And, you know, he put some flights on it. But when it all comes down to it, he's got that deep-seated love for nitro. So when it comes time to thin the fleet, uh, the Fusion was the one to go. (laughs) Uh, I had been actually kind of considering, you know, finding uh, a 600-size platform for testing on. I mean, I figured, why not? I've got the 700 Nitro. We've got, you know, 700 electric. 450 now hey you know what's the other most common size so it all just kind of worked and fell into my lap so yeah
2: and the timing is a perfect apparently because they It is. They've, they've got some gears out yay yeah,
1: yeah.
0: yay
2: we'll, we'll see that's yeah. in the news yeah all righty guys speaking of news probably about that time So, Nick, did you ever get
1: that Goblin sent back? Well, you know, I'll I'll be getting around to it maybe one of these days. Yeah, I think you should just hold on to it, man. What would you think of that Goblin? I'm impressed. Uh, I went into it a little, you know, hesitant. But in the end, it's an incredible
2: flying machine, Dan. So, guys, if you were considering a Goblin and were real sure about the 700, keep your eyes open because they're going to be having several other smaller sizes available soon. This week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What do you got, Nick? All
1: right. So as you just mentioned, Outrage, they have released some new, they have a whole new bevel gear kit um, for the Fusion, the Velocity N1 and N2. We're talking torque tube gears, uh, tail output shaft, all the gears, basically everything. New torque tube ends supposedly, (laughs) air quotes there. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's this is going to solve the problems. They're back to white. Th- they admitted that they had some major inconsistencies in the quality uh-huh. of, it, and it was you know there's air pockets in the gears. It wasn't you know particularly there like necessarily a design issue on there, and they just couldn't get a quality manufacturer to get these products for them. So right. they redesigned it, switch manufacturers, and I guess it's going to be all good to go. So I will probably be finding out the hard way if it's going to work. I mean, hey, why not, right? Well,
2: you know the beauty of that, Nick, is um, fusion gears don't strip. You know that, right?
1: No, they just break. They just break. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you know, I've had such an awesome run with pirouetting autos already. It might as well throw it else into it. Oh, throw that on. into the mix, too.
2: Oh, I can't wait yeah. to hear about your stories with that. Oh, I know. It would be great. It's going to be a lot uh, of fun.
1: So Lynx has got a whole bunch of new stuff out uh, for the 300X, like KDE we had mentioned last week. They've actually come out with a pretty sweet little auto-rotation setup for it, um, which is cool. It looks like they've just got a whole bunch of upgrades, you know, like these other companies have taken form, too. Um, These little ones, the 300X, the 130X, man, popularity off the charts. Yeah. So, yeah, be looking to Lynx for some upgrades on those. Uh, Protex just released some information on, you know, we had talked about these before. I guess they're getting even closer. Uh, They've got some new cyclic and tail servos out. These things are looking awesome. A really cool feature that I like, just kind of doing a little overview, is they're including on the cyclic servos, they're including an aluminum double arm with the servo. Hmm. Which is sweet. So, like, no more searching around. Well, okay, let's see. And now I need to find some I hate that. You buy a servo, and then it comes with these, you know, piddly servo arms on it. Well, now I need to go buy servo arms from a whole separate place. Why not just throw it all in there at once? If you know it's a cyclic servo, now they just seem to be including it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Hopefully, I'd like to actually get a hold of a set of these and give them a try, because I've got some BLS-451s that are sloppy, yeah. really bad. Yeah, so it's that's a good winter project.
2: Oh man, I was so gonna try to make some kind of sick joke out of that, but it just—it just went right past me. Yep,
1: yeah, too slow. I, I know. Yeah. So that's why I tried to skip it right back. <laughs> hey Dan, here's a helicopter. I know you're gonna be putting in the pre-order for. Yeah. You can actually pre-order the
2: Kasama Dune. Ugh. <laughs> I'll be hey. s- standing in line with bated breath.
1: Yeah. Hey, you know, ready? Hell, he's gonna carry it.
2: Uh, imagine that.
1: Yeah, I know. If it's boutique and hard to get parts for, you know it has to come in ready <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: no, this thing is, uh, it's got an interesting, you know, we were joking about the KDE motor. Opinion uh, was joking about it. The KDE motor on the, the whiplash. He's like, you know, oh, you got to watch out for a can strike on that thing. This thing can have a canopy strike. Yeah. It, it sits half an inch below the main grips, it can't be dead.
2: It's nice. crazy. It looks like the top wow. of a submarine. Do you want to know what's nice about that helicopter for all you people who are thinking about getting one? What's it's that? going to be sweet. I mean, you're going to get this beautifully machined helicopter that just looks like a work of art. And then you're going to get to experience the fact that the manufacturer is going to be so focused on his next machine that he's not going to bother putting out parts you need for the one you just bought. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> that's that's it a great be a, feature. It will be awesome.
1: You know what my favorite term is? This is my favorite term in the in the whole hobby. Oh, but it's a modeler's heli. <laughs> yeah, a modeler's heli. That's like, oh my god, I hate that. What does that mean? It means it's not gonna work right out of the box, so you have to be your own engineer to finally get uh, everything to line up and make yeah. it work. There you go, modeler's heli.
2: Too many things on a Kasama helicopter to go wrong. Way way over engineered
1: this one in my opinion follows suit quite well ah, it, it's yeah. got a bunch of it's weird I it, mean just a really weird setup but
2: you know guys it is a they are absolutely beautiful machines there is no question when you mm-hmm. when you're building a, a Kasama it's every part is orgasmic you know it's just you're holding on to it you're like I don't even want to bolt it to the frame because it's so incredible. That's as far as it goes. Sorry to say.
1: That's all I got for the news, man. That's all you got for news? Yeah, kind of slow this week. Yeah, Yeah. I
2: got one little news story I'm going to add to the group here. All right. I got an email from a listener. And um, the reason I bring this up, well, first of all, we love getting emails from listeners. Whenever they want us to talk about something, we're more than happy to do that. Um, An email from a listener asking me if, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce your name because I'm gonna get it way wrong. Butcher. It's uh his last name is Marvin. Let's leave it at that. That one I can get. <laughs> Ms. Mr. Marvin. Uh, apparently he um he wanted to bring to my attention uh, that um, uh alias, uh huh, alias, not Elise, <coughs> is doing a promotion. Uh, they're gonna give out uh, another 750. You know, of course, they just released the kit, and he did give me a link uh, to that Facebook uh, page, and we're gonna go ahead and put that on our show notes so you guys can check that out. Maybe get your hands on uh, on an Elite Seven Fifty, and I think that's all I have to add to the news. Just, you got any Compass news? I mean, come on now.
3: Um, no. What? No
2: Compass news. They didn't send you the talking points this week. Nope,
1: they <laughs> <Talking> forgot. <points. laughs> You nope. got your warp? Your warp yet? Um
3: the warp is that oh that compass heli. I'm not even <laughs> sure if that's real. Compass? Yeah. No, no, I have not. I've been been talking to Dave Kettlehut and they're working on it. They're finishing it up and people should have it soon. That's about <laughs> the latest. <Soon. laughs> I love Just that canned uh, answer. <laughs> Should oh, be there soon, guys, that's soon. The, that's the industry let's, in, let's in, in which we live. Let's go with 2000, you know, this year, this year.
2: Awesome. Right. <laughs> this year is in but, like
3: 2012?
2: Yeah, yep. Do you want to bet on that? Are you a betting man, Jesse? Um Yeah, I'd bet on it. How much, what do you want to bet? Mm. How about a gallon of nitro? Gallon
3: of nitro. It's a deal.
2: All right. This year. But uh, a gallon of nitro
3: is worth a lot more to me than it is to you. So that's kind of
2: an unfair <laughs> bet. But
3: well, I'm I'll thinking it's a
2: surefire it. win on my, my half, so I'm yeah. not too worried about it. All right, guys. This week's news is brought to you by HillyDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. So we had the, uh, the good fortune to have a fairly well-known individual. Stop by and chat a little bit with us. He's a people's people. He's a people's people. He is. And uh, we're talking, of course, about Tony Whiteside. And I got to tell you, there's something refreshing about his unpolished (laughs) mannerisms. (laughs) Unpolished. And I mean that totally. I know that doesn't sound as a compliment, but it totally is. I mean, this guy, look, there's no pretense with Tony, right? Uh, there's he's going to tell you like it is It's all there is to it but uh, we sure hope you guys enjoy that we're going to go ahead and play that now this is Tony Whiteside and uh, enjoy we'll be right back most of our listeners are familiar with Tony Whiteside how long have you been flying helicopters Tony?
4: around uh, about six years
2: six years mm-hmm. what uh, what sparked your interest? What what did it for you? Mm, I
4: guess, without me knowing, you ever seen the movie Toy with Richard Pryor in it and shit? Yeah. Um, anyway, me and the woman's walking through the mall and know where I come from. is pretty poor days and stuff. Right. Uh, so I see this little Blade Runner 2 at this Dillard's or whatever, so I grab it, you know. And thought I was like, you know, I always said if I had a little money, man, I would start messing with these helicopters. I thought it was cool in the movie. So okay, this thing's like a total pile of shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, you know, you got to put a dime on it and get it to go forward and all this. I was like, hell no. Nah. So I get online and I get suckered in this hobby shop called Raiden Tech something, you know. And it was some kind of cocoa, <laughs> some kind of fixed pitch. It really didn't fly. I thought it did. And then, dude, I stepped up. Yeah. And I went hardcore. I went down to a local hobby shop and got me a Blade CP. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. yeah that's when I knew I had some business. I mean, that's when I knew, uh, you know, I had a badass helicopter and
0: it was just what it was. <laughs> I was the shit, dude.
2: <laughs> I want you to I want you to think back, Tony, and I want you to think about that first time you brought a helicopter home. And you're sitting there and you're looking at it. What what was going through your mind? I mean, did you did like well, you know, Nick and I talk about this a lot. We just think about how we just sat there and thought, man, this has got to be the coolest little fucking contraption in yes. the history of uh, contraptions.
4: When I really seen the first one, I had a friend named Daniel Arnett, and this is when miniature aircraft was banging, dude. And uh, he had this gasser and stuff, and he showed me how the the tail worked. And then I, I was blown away. I was like, how does all this stuff work? You know, I was just, you know, the technology that these helicopters, or remote control helicopters, got is just amazing. I'm not quite sure. You know, if there's any other hobby out there that's got that much technology piled up in one little machine.
2: Yeah, you got a point. They're just they're just cool as fuck. So you 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 move on. You start flying the the CP. Yeah. How long did it take you to where you realized that you needed something more?
4: About six months. I was flying inverted with my CP and uh, just didn't have enough power. So yeah. I ended up getting this um, LX T Rex. You remember this plastic? The the like. The biggest ass T Rex ever that everybody loved. It was the XL. <laughs> yeah. It was all plastic, man. It was just horrendous. But we thought it was cool. Then I got a Raptor fifty Nitro. Wow.
0: Then it was That's all when,
2: over. That's when it began, huh?
4: And I mean I was full board when it comes to the you know, the turning into burning.
2: Yeah. So I, I kinda want to continue along that line, but since you mentioned nitro. Yep. For, for you. Nitro or electric? Which one is the best? Uh,
4: I really like Nitro right now. I'm holding off. Charlie is working on some really cool stuff coming. Yeah. Uh, Also, I'm going to be working with another Nitro this year, which is, well, I'm not going to be working with it. I'm just like, so happy I quit almost all of my sponsors except for my motors and all that stuff. So I just started flying everything. So I'm going to be flying the NX4, which uh, Bobby Watts uh, designed and it's pretty slick rig.
0: Yeah.
4: Uh, It's really cool. So I'm down with getting that. That's coming around soon in November. Yeah. Um, I really have a. I, I like them both. There's so much learned from both. You get a yep. lot of flight time with nitros. Another thing you don't get with nitros. Speed controller doesn't catch on fire and burn your ass up to a crisp, right?
2: <laughs> let me ask you. Let me ask you this question. Do you think that um, that some guys are kind of bypassing learning true collective management by stepping right into a very overpowered electric helicopter?
4: One hundred percent.
2: Do you think that the Do you think that uh, Nitro can separate the men from the boys, so to speak, when it comes to who can really fly a helicopter?
4: Yep. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of people just has flown nothing but unless You give them a fly bar machine, watch. That's funny. <laughs> you should watch that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, nowadays, uh, be honest with you, the electronics are flying a helicopter a whole lot more than the pilot is, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing because it's letting people leap. Right up into this hobby, faster and faster, especially with this 130X. Yeah, I keep touching that
0: thing. Well, before
2: um, we get into the technology, you know, the the, the advancement in helicopters. How okay. long did it take you? You know, you got your you got your Raptor. How long was it before you started actually just smacking it around, and then started getting on some? Uh, you started going to some fun flies. I'm assuming maybe people started taking notice of you. How long did it take you to become proficient at flying?
4: couple, two or three years, I guess. I mean, I'm still sucking, yeah, but I was just going on. everywhere and having fun, you know?
2: Yeah, and so let me ask you this also. Was the Sim integral in your advancement?
4: Oh, hell yeah, man. Yeah. Ain't nothing like some Miller lights in the Sim. You learn all kinds of stuff, you know?
2: Aye, 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 Sims. I love the Sim. Yeah? Yeah, man. Which, uh, <laughs> what, what's your uh, flavor of choice, Real Flight or Phoenix? I
4: think uh, 3.5. And six is the only ones worth having, in my opinion.
2: You know, I like six. I don't know if I like 3.5. I did have it, but it was way, way back before I even right. started flying.
4: Those are two best ones. As soon as you move up and, you know, to the fours, fours, fives, all that, man, it really just comes kind of like ass to me, you know, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I like the 3.5 and the six, and I have both, and that's what I like to fly. Anything else, I'm just didn't feel good at all to me for some reason.
2: So we're going to talk about your sponsors for a little bit, but before we do that, you know, you see it all the time. I'm sure you do. You go out to these fun flies. You see a lot of young pilots that are trying to impress people. Maybe they're, they're. Um, I don't know. You see a lot of hot dogs out there, and a lot of people are trying okay. to get sponsorships. What advice do you give these guys?
4: A lot of people are going for there for all the wrong reasons and just going hard. Uh, doing whatever it takes to get a sponsorship. I mean, they just think it's the most important thing. And in the end, uh, they forget about how much fun they was having before they started worrying about the dumb shit.
2: You know, Uh, I I agree with that. I think, too, you know, you really can tell. You can tell when you're out there and you're seeing these guys fly who really is there because they have a passion for the hobby and who's just there because they thought that maybe the sponsorship route was the way to get, get, well, let's face it, It, parts.
4: I did it, too. I'm guilty of I've made every mistake you can make in a hobby. Um, but uh, in the end, what was fun for me was um working on everything and making things better. And yeah. if I could do that, then I didn't want to be anywhere. So tell,
2: tell us, uh, tell us who your sponsors are right
4: now. Right now, uh, I would say definitely, you know, um, KBDD, Scorpion Motors. Um, I still get a lot of help through uh, Compass. Uh, I had walked away from Compass, but I still work for things in the background. I definitely um, fly for Alias. Uh, Charlie Stevens, I uh, wouldn't say exactly Alias. Uh, Charlie's probably the king of designers, in my opinion, and you, know, you guys will see a lot from him as time goes. But, hey, uh,
2: we, uh, we've we always enjoyed Charlie's stuff, and uh, I'm glad you cleared something up. It's pronounced Alias. Yes,
4: yeah, it's, it's not Alias. It's yeah. Alias. Okay, mm-hmm. well, that's good to know. I guess it's like Alias you know with the asset of the and it's just really hard i don't know it's just something he did and uh that's charlie for you but um it'll eventually work out i guess uh i don't work with all kinds of different people who i work with who? who oh yeah edge blades takes very good care of me man those guys are really good to yeah, me sponsors, uh yeah and then another one main sponsors is heli freak too of course yeah that's uh, that's awesome so i was a con fuel and i've walk from Rapticon fuel, not as bad fuel or anything like that. It's just, you, you, you know, you just pick your, uh, I guess your battles, I guess you could say, you
2: know.
0: Yeah, so tell us,
2: for. you know, I don't know how in depth, but there's a, there's kind of a conception out there that you are flying for Charlie. Is it just I, kind of a, your support and your friend kind of thing? Or are you actually on
4: his team? 100%. I will be with Charlie till the end. Uh, Me and Hell's been through a lot. Yeah. I mean, when Charlie was left. I don't know if you want to talk about this in an interview or not. I don't care. I'll talk about it. Sure. Uh, no, he was left high and dry by everybody you can think of. Just left him out there all by himself. And me and him were still friends. I didn't know if he'd ever develop another helicopter or not. I didn't care. We was just really good friends, and we cared about each other. And me and him went through a lot of crap. And it so happens here, he comes with another helicopter, and I was working right along with him with this project. Um, and I'm sure me and him's going to be working on many, many more projects together. Uh, through the years uh me and him had a lot of fun together
2: you're, you're just kind of supporting your friend and i agree you know charlie yep. i've talked to charlie a few times on skype you know i don't know him real well but i've had a chance to f- have a few conversations with him and i'm looking forward to getting him on the show we've tried to have him on a few times but summertime busy busy time for you guys that are doing a lot of traveling hey,
4: and he's a really super person he's so humble you would believe it um and more you know um As things grow for him, the more people will see him. And he'll always be around to help everybody, talk to everybody. He's just, I think, what the States is looking for in all due time. I think everybody's going to enjoy this guy.
2: So tell us about, if you want to, tell us about your relationship with Compass. Now, you used to fly for Compass. Or do you still fly for Compass?
4: I walk from Compass products. Um, I really bump heads with this uh, German.
2: Uh, I bump head
4: with a few of the European companies. It's just that if we're not going to improve things and make things move forward without a bunch of arguments and a bunch of kids stuff. I'm a full grown ass man and we need to get things fixed and get them done. If you're not going to do that with me, then I'm not going to fool with you. No, you know, I hope it is not too negative be on the show here. I'm not being negative. Just that if we're going to move forward and work together, I would continue to do that. I'm not going to waste my time when I have a beautiful wife and children I can waste this time with not waste but you know spend more time with them versus arguments I'm not going to do that you know I'm 40 I just want to make things better and have
2: fun that's all so, so you, you still fly the compass though and you enjoy it absolutely do man it's
4: oh yeah. I still work with Luke and stuff like that and David Kettlehut David Kettlehut's a little stand up guy too that's running this over here so yeah. we'll be working with things with Luke um, I will be working with him uh, just nothing to do with Sebastian whatsoever I'm all still right. working on the speed canopy that I've developed for them. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's kind of a rough neck, redneck speed canopy that I've made. <laughs> it turned out really well. I don't know if y'all have seen it or not. It's all over my golf cart, strapped on it in the videos and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I
0: have. Yeah.
4: But we're going to redesign it completely. But it was just a, a good idea to show them how you can take a speed canopy and pop the front of it on and off and change batteries really fast, you know, and stuff like that. It's, it's really simple. It wasn't going to cost a lot for them. To, uh, move forward this project, now nah, I'm pretty sure we still are.
0: Yeah.
2: Um,
4: but, so uh, yeah, I'm kind of messing with everybody. I guess you can say.
2: Yeah, you kind of uh, you're uh, jumping around to everybody's bed there, huh?
4: Yeah, like the 130s. I've got them an hot and heavy. I've learned so much about those in the last, I guess, five weeks that I was doing seminars and stuff like that in Cali.
2: Tell, um, okay, let's talk about the 130 for a little bit. Sure. I have heard. Look, I'm not a big fan, Tony, of having to buy a helicopter and then do a bunch of upgrades to make fly. Right. Right. Is that the case with the 130 or are people just being too picky? I've
4: heard no, that. No, they're being too picky. That what they want is this helicopter is really pretty smoking right out of the box, to be honest with you. Thing is, they're wanting something that they want it to be like, all right, this is where they went wrong. They put out this little uh, MCPX that you can just plaster it over and over and over and over in the ground. And that's what they want. Okay, <laughs> And it's almost there if you kind of glue a few things here and there to persuade it to where you get it to a pinpoint to where. It's just the little gear that you change out in the back every time, and that's where I've got it to. Um, I think they really are just being too picky. So you know, because
2: I've, you know, I've heard, I've heard a couple things, and you've heard them as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of a crap roll. You either get one out of the box, that flies real well, or you don't. And if you don't, you end up having to put a new motor in it, and yada yada. The list goes on. You've heard, the, you've heard the list. I don't need the.
4: Well, as crappy as it is, I mean, what you say, what you get for this machine, I think it's well worth it. Yeah. I do not fly with these guys whatsoever, not sponsored anyway, no how. But you know, these things are pumped out and put together very fast. I think they're at a reasonable price for what they do. They will do anything a 450 will do. I really think they're a threat to the 450 market hugely. Yeah, I'm trying to help people because a lot of times they think their motor's not as powerful, this and that, because the way they took it out of the mode, the gear might be bigger or it might be smaller. So I've come up with like dremeling out and making it a slot it. Um, adjustable motor mount for it, so you can get a better mesh, so your stuff runs cooler and stronger, and stuff like that. You know, um, uh, you got to watch how you put your tail boom and stuff like that. You know, when they put those things together, they put them together fast. They might have that tail boom cocked and tightened down towards a little pressure on that gear, and there was eating up a little power. So you just kind of you got to go through a little bit. And I'm trying to get more and more videos because I really believe this 130 is going to conquer all because this is just the very first version.
2: Yeah, I'll be getting
4: one getting one for the winter it's so fun man i mean i i would not hesitate to tell anybody to get one you just gotta tweak it a little bit but no kidding I, there's sometimes i'll crash from 30 or 40 times a day and not even put a gear in just because i hit throttle hold so fast pick it up spool up again fly fly you know just i can't i can't quit touching it my favorite helicopter <laughs> this year dude. so into it man i can tell you you can ask me a problem i can tell you, you gotta fix it right now
2: um, That that is awesome. All right, so let's change gears a little bit. Let's talk about, if you want to or if you can, the Elise 750, the Rush 750. Yes. So we've got Charlie's design. First of all, I had a Fusion 50, and when I was building it, uh, I was like, man, this has just got some really innovative design ideas, just from from a builder standpoint, from a setup standpoint, to make it simple and effective and efficient. And so I'm looking at. I haven't only seen pictures of the 750, and it looks similar in that in that respect. And for no other, I mean, we would assume it was because it's Charlie's baby, Charlie's brainchild. Right,
4: right. Well, this so, here's some quality, so we're good to go. Well, and
2: that's yeah, that's the you know the whole the whole crux. I, I actually did get rid of my fusion mainly because I got rid of all my electrics. No particular reason. I'm all nitro now.
4: Cool. But uh, and helicopters
2: So what can you tell us? Give us some inside. Give us the inside story. What's it all about? Is it is it gonna is it is it gonna be a really good helicopter and can we look forward to it? Yep,
4: it's doing really well. It's got a really uh, unique head. Very fast. Uh, it's probably got some of the fastest responses from the head I've ever flown. Yeah. Um, people complaining about the bell cranks. Uh, you know, I can see. it might be a few extra parts, but overall, I just think you get more strength off center and stuff like that. Especially when we're going to be swinging 753 millimeter blades. Those turbo, you know, those servos appreciate that extra leverage. To, you know, uh get these things around a little bit more than versus direct link, in my opinion. I like direct link, too. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, man, we got a pretty tight heli. It's real rigid. Yeah. Um, you just got to look at the head, man, how it contours into the head. I mean, I think you got about the closest ratios you could ever ask for. Have you really paid attention to the head at all, how it works? Have anybody ever seen it? Maybe I should do a little video or something to show you how know these
2: that's pretty good idea. I've seen pictures of it, uh, and it is a very unique head design. There's Might no make questions. more
4: sense to people while I talk about the head. You know, maybe you kind of gave me a point there. Thanks. <laughs>
2: uh, a few of them have been handed out as prizes uh, there at Helifreak. I think there were two
0: kits given away.
4: Yeah, yeah. I didn't get the. I was um, busy uh, working with some other people during that, um, so I didn't actually get to see who they went to or anything like that because I was working, working uh, at the show, working on other people's helicopters and stuff like that. Doing your thing. Yeah, I was working in 130s, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love
2: that helicopter,
4: man. I think it's fun. <laughs>
2: okay. Well, so tell us, you, you got there. You flew down with Will, and you got there, and you stayed with uh, Finless Bob. Everyone knows Finless Bob, of course.
4: Yeah, Will James uh, went up going to this um, hobby shop. This guy named Chim owns, I can't remember the name of it. Will just goes in there and buys two or three, you know, 130s, and... I think four or five nanos and radios and batteries and chargers. And next thing you know, man, we were flying these things everywhere (laughs) in the house, outside of the house, in the neighbor's pools, sneaking in the neighbor's backyard to get them out of the pool. (laughs) 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 It was crazy, dude. (laughs) But anyway, we was having a blast and uh, we all just started gearing up and getting the campers in and uh, getting it all situated and get the generators going and getting the tents put up and all that crap and then the campers just started pouring in and
0: yeah.
4: Uh, yeah it just started getting wild man it was just really a good time it was great all
2: right so you got to tell us since we weren't there what was the most memorable thing from the heli free fun fly what what uh maybe uh, the best flight did you, you, uh, you, you nail that one down or was there just too many of them
4: man everybody was throwing down for real i mean uh nobody went out there and um Half assed anything. They all went hard, everybody. I said, I guess, to everybody getting together and laughing and just uh, throwing down hard was uh, with the redneck spotlight flying. Yeah. I guess to say that was just a really good night for everybody. Everybody just had a blast.
2: So I saw some pictures of uh, what I, I'm guessing was uh, a go, uh, a, well, a sca- uh, scarecrow. I, I don't know. Hooked up to Ghost. like a quadcopter. <laughs>
4: oh, yeah, man. That was a Lucian um, uh, with Scorpion Motors. Yeah, Lucian Miller. Yeah, and uh, him and his little roadie was there and stuff, and they had uh, that little quad riding down through there, which is pretty cool, man. I didn't, I wanted to get a video of it myself, and I kept missing him every time, but um, I thought that was pretty neat.
0: So, was there,
2: uh, was there con- some consumption of uh, adult beverages at this fun fly?
4: Um, well, <laughs> I drink. <laughs>
0: How about that? <laughs> I can tell you that.
2: Uh, I can tell you that. Pretty much every fun fly I've been to this year, there's been mass uh, quantities of adult beverages consumed. Great. So much, in fact, that some of the crew from the RCHN R- R- crew were uh, laying on the nice, cool grass to cool off, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a rough one.
4: No matter where I go, I'd be honest, I'm all about some Miller Light <laughs> and some hot dogs and some wings. Actually, not hot dogs. Why was he hot dogs? Why do I say hot dogs? <laughs> you know? Miller well, Lite. That's actually my that's my brand I choice. Just place yeah, I like Miller Lite. I call it Granny Beer because my mother in law drinks it next door, and <laughs> to run out of beer all the time. And I'll slip my ass over there and steal hers. Right? Hey, I broke my ankle doing it last year. No shit. <laughs> Go down the steps, man. Uh, oh, where,
2: man. Where 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 do you 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 live in South Carolina, right? No, I live in Kentucky. You're in Kentucky. I'm okay. 25 minutes south of Louisville. All right. So you, but you don't live too far and, from the rest. I'm, of- you. Oh, my gosh. You guys get snow down there? Uh, Hell, yeah. Do you really?
0: Hell, yeah. Oh, my gosh.
2: I didn't realize it snowed that far south. Yeah. But the weather's nice year-round. I can call you a warm-weather dick, right? I mean, you guys get to fly year-round down there.
4: Yeah, well, I'll just open up the back door and fly no matter what.
0: (laughs) No matter what the weather's doing.
4: Just fly over the top of the pools and shit. It's all right. (laughs) (laughs) I'll fly over the whole neighborhood out here.
2: What's coming up? For Tony Whiteside, what do you got plans for? You just gonna kind of recoup this winter and uh, look forward to some fun flies next year, or what are you gonna do?
4: Yeah, man. Um, Actually, you know, I did the golf cart. Oh, that's right, the golf cart. And now I'm gonna be doing. I'm working on getting rid of my. I got a a 33-footer pull behind camper, and I'm gonna fix a few plastic things on that. This and that. I'm gonna get me an A class. Yeah. I'm gonna break out my torches and welders again. And uh, we're gonna see what we can turn the A class into. How cool can we make it? Man? All right, so let's let's Straight talk up about... RC helicopters all the way through it.
2: Let's talk about this cart. Everybody loves the cart. Mm-hmm. How did the How did the idea for the cart come around?
4: Well, and the year before, I had a in the middle of the night accident with my golf cart—a head-on collision—and <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> it broke a few things, <laughs> and it needed to be a lot of work. So um, we decided to fix it up, and I come up with this idea. I was like, man, I'm tired of lugging this damn generator around everywhere we go, this and that, charging batteries down here. you got to go get batteries. Because you know what? Electrics, it becomes a pain in the ass lugging all that shit.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, they talk about your Electrics are so great. But by the time you get done, man, you done bought a damn truck to haul it all because you need all those generators and the 400 pounds of batteries. And you know what I mean? Oh, you yeah. know, oh, yeah. and all the chargers and all this mess. And, um, but anyway, shit, I forgot where I was at,
2: help me. <laughs> you were talking about the genesis of the golf cart idea, how it all came about. Something about a little accident, head-on. Yeah, uh,
4: you know, so I just wanted to, like, kind of package everything together on the field. Yeah? Yeah, for the accident. So I figured we needed to fix it up. So once we started doing, fixing it up a little bit, I decided to put shit on tracks, and I met my buddy Binky.
0: Yeah, um, saw the videos, yeah. Uh-huh.
4: Yeah. Well, anyway, I got to know him, um... A few years back, about two years ago or so, uh, his renter was shooting at me. <laughs> Jesus. I'm serious. I crashed a helicopter in the woods over here, and I was trying to shake down these trees. Well, he was growing over it, shit. I didn't know he was growing anything over there. So he started shooting at me and shit, and things just got out of control. You know, next thing you know, the, they're coming over and say, "Hey, he's, I got him to quit. He's crazy and all this stuff." But oh, yeah, man, I'm serious. So anyway. We got that under control, and that's how me and Binky got to know each other is from the shooting. So uh, he's like pretty cool body man and welder and stuff like that, and he's a pretty good shop. So we pulled it over there, and every idea I would come up with, me and him get to work on it, and both of us would do about anything and everything on it, and um, I just kept going.
2: So uh, you, showed- had, you had some sponsors to complete that, and yeah. Heli-, Heli Freak obviously being one of them.
4: Oh well, yeah, I showed Will what I was doing. he's already doing it, and he goes – can you get this done before? Aren't you? I think this would be cool for people to see. I think oh, they would yeah. like it to be like a real helicopter vehicle. Sure. You know, versus sure. like you know Lamborghinis and shit. You know, this uh, is like really good stuff for helicopters.
2: Stuff that normal people would have. Right, normal
4: ones. Yeah. So anyway, that's what we did.
2: So you Our, uh, you have you had a few other people that were involved in that as well. Progressive I RC, RC, I believe, helped you out a little bit.
4: Progressive RC stepped up yeah. uh, big time too on all that working on it. My buddy Will Holland, man, he must have put, I don't know, 70 hours or so, or or plus, in wiring for me. Um, it's like 320 foot of wiring in it. Wow. It's got two different light systems. Um, we changed the shifters to Jake shifters. Uh, we put the carbon fiber dashes on. We made latches for all the dashes. We wired in LEDs in every glove compartment. Um, there's two 110 (laughs) outlets and stuff in the glove compartments. Um, it's, you know, it's a bow system. It's all Bluetooth and stuff like that uh, that spins around 360 degrees above your head. Then it's got a uh, custom-built fan um, that I had a machine shop, the um, Tooltech, uh, out there in uh, Odom County. And they machine me a five, six-bladed fan, five or six. I mean, I don't think, yeah, five. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, um, it turned out pretty slick. So, it's a swinging uh, Edge 115. And it's on a three-speed. Yeah. And then, so we got a huge um, LEDs in the cylinders, and then all the seats are all custom. You can adjust uh, the bottom one for your back on Velcro. Uh, of course, all the material matches and stuff like that. It's like a silver carbon fiber in black. Uh, Very and nice. Underneath where the generator is and all that, it slides in and out on tracks. It's all diamond-plated, but it just goes on and on, man. There's a lot of, oh, chargers under the seat. Progressive. <laughs>
1: Nice.
2: So tell me this. Now, you couldn't, obviously, you guys flew, so you couldn't get the uh, cart to to the Helifreak Funfly. That must have been a bit of a disappointment. Hell no,
4: I'm glad. I see the dust from California, man. I had a heart attack all the dust is out
2: there. Oh, my gosh. You got to keep that thing nice and clean, huh? Well, man, you know, I don't mind. I
4: I wouldn't mind even mud or some water on it versus that dust. That shit will find its places in there. Dust will go, you know, to every little crack you can find,
1: you know. What happened? The Helix Freak Fun Fly. There are they not? Is the same club not going to host it again next year? Um,
4: I hear no, and I hear yes. Like it might, and it might not. Yeah, because
1: it got pretty rowdy.
4: Uh, I guess, man. You know, people on golf carts. They call that getting rowdy. Nobody's really doing nothing bad.
1: I don't guess. Yeah. Yeah, I heard the the like the hosting club wasn't all that wasn't all that happy or something i i yeah i don't know i mean i wasn't there i didn't get to make it down it next bad year people we'll
4: make it out to bs for sure i mean man, some kids running around or something on some golf carts dude and this dude got picked for noise and then woke this dude up type thing. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah I, I
4: hear, hear it. Understand. I'll be there raising hell if they need me to be next, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I am working on the next fun fly, I'm sure, like I did this one, but I'm not going to get into the fight of where we're going to be and we're not going to be. If we're going to be somewhere hell. Yeah, I'm ready to work it. Let's get her done.
3: And yeah.
2: You know, I, I, think, it happened. I think what a lot of people don't get is what they don't understand is when you do an event like that where you've got so many people in, there's going to be a little bit of conflict. And I think especially it's tough when you're going to a field that necessarily isn't yours, you know, because they don't really know what to expect because there's so many, you you kind of just got to roll with the punches type thing, you know, Uh you you can't control every little thing.
1: I don't think they realize too that, you know, for a lot of people, you know, those of us, let's say, you know, working stiffs, the average blue collar, dude, he might get out to, you know, let's say two big fun flies a year. And these are like, you know, for the most part, it's your big vacation. You know what I mean? People just love doing this. And, you know, they're going to let loose. And sometimes people get caught up in the excitement. The You know, the big thing is that, hey, as long as it's not happening out there, you know, during the day with helicopters, people getting rowdy at night. That kind of is what it is. Uh Uh-huh in my I like mind man, anyway.
4: because usually at night most people have disappeared during the day and stuff like that and we're all getting together and we're all chilling together and we we really start getting out there and pushing each other like push it stop the last second do this or do that and, you know and we just laughing together and it's just like no pressure no mics behind <laughs> you no, yeah. cool crap, no video cameras and man we're out there just having a guy time you know yeah and uh, it's a blast. That's when life and, and the hobby, to me, becomes the funnest in its full extent, when everybody's relaxed, letting their hair down, and it's hell-raising. And it's yeah. good times, you
2: know? That does sound yeah. like a good, fun flight to go to. I'm telling you that right now. Yep,
4: yeah. Yeah, it is fun. Y'all should come.
2: Ugh, dude, it's so far away.
4: Where you guys from, <laughs> dude?
2: Uh, I'm in Montana, and Nick's over in Washington.
1: Yeah, I'm way home. up there in the corner.
2: Yeah, I think, I think uh, Los Angeles, for me, is like, Sixteen hundred miles or some shit like that.
4: You know, I just made it there from Kentucky. Yeah, but
2: you flew, you cheating bastard. Riding my sheep.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you see? I was on my center wagon.
2: <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> well, Tony, you know it sounds like you guys had a great time there at the Hilly Freak Fun Fly, and and uh, you know you're a, you're a fun dude, man. I think you you appeal to a very broad group of people in this hobby. You know, it's just kind of a. No nonsense. You know, it's refreshing. It is refreshing. All right, Yeah, uh, we
1: know we're not going to get that. The big thing for me is you know you're not going to get that that tailored, you know, pre-talked about what am I allowed to say and what am I not allowed to say answer. Like you get from a lot of these guys that are way up in the hobby. You know, you right. you give it to it straight, and that's how it is around here at The Nation. We really appreciate that.
4: Yeah, man, I'm not much on the bullshit.
2: No, that's that sounds real good. Well, dude, we're going to let you go. Thanks for coming by. And, uh, you know, keep doing what you do, man. Don't change for nobody. Oh, yeah, dude.
4: Don't forget to check out Matt's 550. Y'all seen it? Y'all don't have to put this on the show. I'm going to tell you about it.
0: <laughs> Go ahead. Tell us. Go ahead and do it.
4: I know. I'm, you know, I'm like into the the one battery electric more than anything because charging those two batteries all the time. My God, with those 90s pain in your ass. <laughs> anyway, um, it's it got all those monster gears on it. It's got a real thick-ass main gear. Have you really paid attention to it? Uh, I have. Yeah. It's a Absolutely. beater that you can really beat all day long and take it, take it, take it. So if anybody's like looking for a five 50 I'll look at it. I'll let you know the truth too soon because I'll be putting it because
2: This is Pinion for helipros.com. You know, sometimes Pinion is out practicing his low-altitude crop circles or maybe even some low-altitude smack with a little 3D thrown in for good measure or maybe even an epic skid bump and things go awry. And I break a part or two on my precious Heli. That is when I need Helipros.com to come through for me. Because not only do they have great prices, but they have the parts in stock and can deliver them quickly. So that I can get back in the air as quickly as possible. And for this, Pinion is eternally grateful. Remember my friends, Helipros fly hard because Helipros has the parts. Yes! All That was Tony Whiteside. So what'd you think, man? What'd you think,
1: Nick? The guy's a crack up.
2: He I love is. it. Yeah. I just,
1: I love that style. I love that non, that non-canned, you know, you you know, you're just going to hear it real out of him. And, and coming from one guy who likes to throw it down like that, I, I got a lot of respect
2: for that. You know, I, I agree. And I think a guy that will just, n- with no... <laughs> He'll just tell you about how he was fishing his helicopter out from the neighbors and they started shooting at him. And just not and just just say it matter of fact. You know, just, just like, well, yeah. that's what happened. Why would I not tell you that, you know? Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. We got to learn a little bit about uh, his thoughts on, um, you know, the, the the alias. I swear to God, I, it's going to be months before I can get that right.
1: Yeah. Sorry, Charlie. Sorry, Just Char- so you know. Sorry, sorry, Charlie. Hey, cool.
2: But, uh, of course, always... Tony's a gas. I mean, he's a lot of fun. I just wanted also to mention, guys, that we should be getting, I've been talking with Charlie Stevens uh, about getting him on the show, and that's something that we're going to try to do. We tried to do it in the summer, and that's a bad time. I think as winter rolls on, you guys are going to start to see more and more uh, people come on the show for interviews. So if there's someone out there you would want us to talk to or something like that, just let us know, and we'll uh, see if we can't get in touch with them.
1: Yeah,
2: I want to talk a little bit, guys, about uh, this Griffin pump that I got. Mm-hmm. I've had it now since I guess the first of September, uh, so a little over a month, and uh, I've got about eight gallons through it. And
1: uh, <laughs> sorry, I'll will ne- never not laugh and hear that.
2: I got to tell you this this pump. Uh, there's First, let me tell you what I don't like about it. And then I'll start talking about what I do like about it. What I don't like about it is, and this isn't really a big deal, but I'm noticing that, and it could be, we, and Nick and I were talking about this, the cheapy battery that I have in my Alliance Starter. Mm-hmm. It, instead of going you know, once or twice being charged throughout the season, now it's, and this isn't a big deal, it's every week and a half or two weeks. So... Yeah, it's not a big deal, but if you like the fact that you can run your lipo starter all season without charging it, uh, of course, eight gallons of fuel—that's <laughs> dude, that that, that a is a whole fuel. season. All right. for most people, yeah, that's that's a lot of fuel. There's no question. So, first of all, you know, I've talked about it's ergonomical fit in your hand. There's no torque. Yeah, there's two speeds available. If you happen to run a Dynatron or Sullivan starter, 24 volt. Um, it what it does is it regulates the flow, so there's a higher flow for those of us who are using geared starters, and it reduces the flow for a fat. Like if I try to use my Sullivan on this starter uh, or on this pump, it would pump too fast. Yeah, it would blow your tank up. Yeah, it would probably just, the lines would probably separate. Or, I don't know. I haven't tried it.
1: No, it's you got to watch that though, guys. Real quick, Dan, I'm gonna interrupt. Um, if you're running a fuel magnet. Or any sort of a sponge, watch filling too fast. Yeah. Because you can actually expand that and then it gets a real floppy fit on the little aluminum sleeve. So,
2: yeah. And, I, and that's something I never considered because I don't really run those fancy ass. Uh, I just, there's something about something that disintegrates being in my fuel tank that inherently seems wrong to me.
1: Oh, you will. <laughs> when you enter those 3D competitions next year, you're going to have to step up.
2: Yeah. Uh, come on now. The pump itself. All right, so I took I took it apart because I needed to know. I needed to know what it looked like on the inside. I to be honest, I I first thought it, it would probably look much like our typical hand crank starters on the inside. I was very happy to see that no, it's it's more like your typical oil pump. It's it's got two little um, gears in there and it simply just creates the high pressure uh, via the spinning of the gears and it just pumps right through. The good thing about this is it's going to last for a long, long, long time because there's nothing really to wear out. However, should you decide to take it apart, (laughs) I would not recommend doing that. If you really want to know what it looks like on the inside, by all means, send me an email and I'll send you some pictures or look on our Facebook page. Because here's what happened when I took it apart. Wasn't paying awfully close attention. Blade of grass got lodged in between... The shaft, which goes down inside the pump, which turns the gears and the, uh, the seal. So I'm at Othello and I'm holding the pump and I'm getting more fuel in my hands from the thing spinning. Right. And it's just not pumping very fast. And so we're like looking at it going, what in the hell is going on with this thing? So Thor and I, um, decided to take it apart again and look at it, clean it real good. Found a blade of grass, got stuck in that seal. And it was causing uh, air leak. Once we got it back together, hadn't had a problem with it since. Um, comes in various colors, I think blue, red, and black. Uh, you know, you can get them. I'm not going to lie, they're a little, little spendy. Uh, I believe $115. But if you're flying a lot of nitro, if you're, if you're flying 15 flights a day, uh, you've gone through the same routine that I've gone through. I'm sure you've got several of the $9 electric pumps and several of the $9 hand pumps and you find yourself just twisting that damn thing. It is really nice to be able to just pick that pump up and put your starter in it and fill up. Is it something you need? Probably not. Is it something you're going to enjoy having once you have it? Yeah, you're going to like it. I'm not I'm not kidding you. It is it is it is really And it's, um, I can't help but also mention every time I use it, especially around the plankers, they see me, you know, put my starter in there and go, oh, we're getting fancy here now, aren't we? (laughs) Uh, You know, you, you look at it and it's just a, it's a solid little heavy, you know, machined unit and it's just built real well. I think that if you decided it was something you wanted to get, you wouldn't be disappointed. And, um. If you guys want uh, more information on it, I'm going to be doing a write up and we're going to be putting it on our webpage. Take a look at it, see what you think. Yeah. Speaking, aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do to it. it.
1: Do it. Uh-huh. Go ahead. I'll oh. let you go. Do it. Speaking of webpage, people. Ah, <sighs> 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 yes. This is going to be either, this is going to make or break us. I can tell you that yeah, right it's, now. It's either
2: gonna it's either gonna make everything come together and work, or it's gonna get us all so pissed off at each other we'll never speak yeah. to each other again.
1: If if the day comes to where all of a sudden you go to get that episode and it and there's like <laughs> just an obituary to, to three people, you know what happened? No, we are in the process of completely overhauling from scratch um a new website. It's gonna be awesome. Oh. Very very cool. It is just going to be so much more uh, traffic oriented, so much more convenient for everyone. You're not going to have to dig for this and then click on this and then this and then this, and then this to get to where you want to go. Yep. Um, it, it's just going to be really cool. We're get, I mean, scrolling banners with reviews at the bottoms and and preview clips of the episodes. It, it's uh, it's just going to be sweet. It, it's going to take us a bit because we are. um while we can sit here and run our lips quite well, <laughs> when it comes down to putting something on the internet, we, we are struggling, but we are learning. Yeah. So, so bear with us, but it, it's going to be sweet. I mean, it's really going to be cool.
2: There are some huge things in the works with that webpage. And I got to tell you that um, I'm really looking forward to it. And, it, you know, mainly for me, the webpage, I've always liked the webpage that I have now. I mean it, I always thought it looked good but what it never it, it what it was always kind of missing was kind of that modern I guess pizzazz I don't know is that the right word kind of that yeah. uh, that the wow s- fact the sleekness yeah you know um you know you go out and you you know we're all on many web pages and we we kind of get to pick and choose what we like about this web page over that web page and um Man, I got to tell you, we found a really, really good web page. Um, but as Nick said, uh, we're either going to kill ourselves trying to figure out how to get it to work. Uh, I, well, I, I suspect that it, it won't be too awful long. I mean, I hate to be a manufacturer here and tell you it'll be out November 5th. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah,
1: and, and then it'll be problem free too. Yeah. Well,
2: here's the deal: we're not. We can't really tell you when it's going to happen. We can tell you that it's work. We're working on it, and mm-hmm. uh, it will be available soon for you guys to peruse. Also, too, digging in episode number two came out. Yes, it did. Now it was kind of a lackluster nice. release. Um, here here's the deal, guys, and I don't know how. We're just going to have to schedule like this a little differently. We submit it, and then iTunes gets it, and then they decide to put a price on it. And I checked it. It's finally in iTunes. Nick, I don't know if you saw that or not.
0: But again, no, it's
2: at $9.99. That's not what we want for this. So, of course, it was the weekend. Couldn't get in, t- in touch with anybody that could help me with it. Tomorrow morning, last, er- last uh, episode, it only took an hour for them to fix... Uh, so look for that tomorrow uh, to be on iTunes at the price that we want. Definitely not nine ninety nine. No. And for your Nitro people, you should really check into this one. Yep, it's going to be a good one.
1: It is. And the next now they're going to be. You know, we had mentioned before, but they're going to start coming out a lot more regularly now. Uh, now that the flying season is kind of winding down for us, uh, we'll be sitting at our computers a lot more. And that's, you know, this is kind of what I, we travel a lot in the summer and this is, you know, the whole purpose of this is to, to educate all the listeners and help teach people. Right. So, you know, what a better time than all throughout the winter when you're just sitting there bored, you've got nothing to do. You've, you're sitting there staring at your helis. Well, Hey, let's go back through. Um, let's take, helicopters that are already flying okay and let's see if we can't teach something to make it fly perfect you know or just that little bit better get that last little five percent out of it that you've been struggling with so yeah we've got some nitro info on episode number two we're gonna back it back up much quicker with um on episode number three is gonna be about esc's motors uh governor electric governors all that good stuff
2: yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. I, I got to tell you, whenever I, whenever because I, I get to edit it, so I get to listen to it, and uh, it's, it's just great. It's, it's great to learn that stuff because it's, it's so much more in depth than, than just a forum post. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. It's just, it's, it's like everything you need right there. It's kind of nice. So changing gears again, um, a listener posted on our show forum. Uh, brunk beard asked us sounds like a few of you have switched over to Butaba, and he was kind of wanting wanting to know why and if we would talk about some of the features that F, that the f8 that the 8fg has now here's the deal i i don't know that uh, i think that maybe is a whole another episode i mean there are a few features and look i'm not the guy to ask because I've had that radio for quite a while and it wasn't until last month until I learned uh, probably one of the coolest features that I know of yet and that was the, uh, you know, being able to tune your, your gains while you were flying, which is with a little knob, those -hmm. kind of things. But let me tell you, let me tell you why I switched. I switched because, not because I was having any problems. I switched because when I started in the hobby, It was all about the DX7. Everywhere you looked, when the question was asked, "What radio do you get?", it was the DX7. There, it was. It was like unanimous. So, you know, following the advice that I'd seen on HeliFreak and other forums, that's what I did. In the back of my mind, I'd always thought, you know, we all, you know, if you have any interest in RC anything, and most of us that have gotten into the hobby, the helicopters in particular, throughout our lives, th- there's been little dabblings here and there. You know, you've kind of looked into this and decided maybe it wasn't the right time, whatever. And you've always heard the name Futaba, right? In the back of my mind, this whole time, and I picked a good radio. I did get a DX7 quickly thereafter. I got a JR ninety 9303 and I love that radio.
1: Far better yeah. Than DX7.
2: And so, but in the back of my mind, there was always a, oh, man, you should have maybe tried Futaba at least. Because how do you know unless you try it? And uh, so, I was just sitting there one day. I said, screw it. I'm just going to try one. Because uh, Jake at the time, he would gotten one and he would loved it. And he said one thing that really grabbed my, my attention was... Uh, the, the gimbal throws are a lot shorter. And, and I was, if you guys remember, I was constantly, I mean, I was dremeling my gimbal sticks to make them shorter. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I did it. I tried it and I have never looked back. Do I think that the Spectrum JR stuff is, is crap? No, I don't think that. A lot of guys still fly them, A lot of guys still love them. I just, I just have a lot of confidence in Futaba. I love, the f- I love the powerful features of the Futaba. I love the fact that I can assign anything to any switch that I want. It's just extreme flexibility. Does it take a little bit longer to use? Absolutely. There's still a ton of things about that radio that I just don't even have a clue about. But having that flexibility for me... Was just something I wanted to play with and learn, and that's what I. That's why I did it. No, no, uh, I don't have any, you know, ill feelings toward Spectrum or anything like that. In fact, Ed, he when he started, he asked me what radios I should get, or he should get, and I told him get him get a DX8, just because I knew it was going to be easier for him to figure it out. So yeah, and Jesse,
1: you did? Didn't you just get one? Yeah, I a actually DX8? just
3: got a DX8 last week, so it, it won't be here till next week. But
1: and what? I okay, did. you you were flying the DX7. Before? I saw had a DX7. Yeah, and why? What 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 made you switch?
3: Well, I at first I didn't think I wanted to go with the DX8 because I wasn't sure how it'd feel in my hands as it's a little bit bigger of a bigger radio. But after messing around with one a couple weekends ago making the sticks a little bit shorter. It actually feels really comfortable in my hands, and it's just got a, quite a few features over the DX7. Yeah. And this this way I won't have to change any receivers. I can still, um, on my V-bars, I can still just use two satellites. Um, I, I literally don't have to change anything. I'm just going to get a new transmitter, rebind, reset up, and I'm good to go.
1: That's been the, the biggest choker for me, man. <laughs> Man, going over the, AFD. the receivers. Oh yeah, going back and you know getting rid of everything that I have and replacing it with you know all this new stuff. But for me personally, it was you know I I love the feel of the DX7. I just love that radio, the feel of it. But with getting more and more into doing these reviews, like on the flybarless systems and. You know, features, little things you're adding, switch glows, and, and you're messing around with flybars, and then you're trying to, you know, you're trying to tune these things as fast as possible because we're trying to get these reviews cranked out. So bank switching is awesome, and then you know, you just get to that point where it's like, God, I, I need this radio to actually do more. And I had, I have had, I actually had two DX8. I bought one, had an issue with it, sent it back, went back to my DX7, said no way am I gonna am I gonna do that. It was one of the first run ones. Yeah. Um I loved the programming in the DX8. It was awesome. It is the, probably the most user-friendly and convenient easily thought out radio, you yeah. know, yeah. period. It, yeah. It's so simple. It's got all the switches that you need where I like to have them. It was right there. But again, it just It never fit my hands. And that was the only deal breaker for me was that it didn't fit. I, again, smaller hands. I like the shorter gimbal throws. So next came the 8FG and here it's like, holy cow. I knew that when I bought that, I would not outgrow that radio. There was nothing that the 8FG could do that I, you know, would want it to do. Right. So that, that was, and it did take a little bit getting used to, I had to modify the switch nuts on the top to get enough clearance. But now that I have it, th- that was the reason for me was just that I was tired of being on the fence about what radio I should get. And I wanted to buy one and be done with it forever. It, being able to expand into flying anything that I wanted. If I want to throw up, at, you know, uh, an octocopter with a digital red underneath it. I want one radio that can I can assign any and everything possible to any switch for any adjustment and not have to be like, well, crap, this radio works great if I'm flying these, but if I'm going to go fly this, I need to buy something else.
2: I can tell you that uh, there's going to be some things, especially users coming from the spectrum, either the DX8 or the DX7, will not, well, I guess, let me rephrase that might complain about Uh, the one thing that takes a little bit getting used to with the Futaba is uh, nothing's really global. Um, But with that, and let me give you an example. Um, When you're setting like expo or something like that, you have to set the top and the bottom, right? And you have to go do and individually do that with each flight mode. But, but with that comes more flexibility and more power because you you're ultimately you have more control over exactly what you want your helicopter to do. Yeah. So does it take a little bit longer to use, learn how to use? Yeah. It's you know Nick said it I think uh, as I remember he said uh, he had to do the one thing that he never thought he would have to do and that's actually pull out the user manual when he got his Yeah,
1: it's a it's a pain in the ass. It's not intuitive. It's not intuitive. It's not user friendly, but there's no way to get Power and a radio right. and not have all those options. You know what would be sweet? Dude, I got it. I'm gonna go, I got it. Futaba, are you listening? Okay. <laughs> they need they need dual layer menus. Just like uh well, take Skookum, for example, or V-Bar, or whatever. How they have the different softwares, how they have like base or express or pro or whatever. Yeah, that's what they need in some of the menus, like for the for the dual rates expo menu. Let me pick basic and have it automatically do the same expo top and bottom and have it automatically do that same expo for all the different flight modes so that I don't have to spend freaking 10 minutes going through doing every single flight mode, positive, negative, over and over again. That'd be kind of cool.
2: Yeah, and and another thing too, and I guess, you know, after you, I got used to it really quick and I did find that I, Overlooked it once, but I found it in the pre-flight, and that is, of course, there's no model match. But take it for what it's worth. I mean, we did tell the story about the guy over in, yeah. in Billings that uh, took his airplane back in the house and, yeah. and uh, was flying two, two planes, one inside the house and one outside the house. But uh,
1: We call that population control. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> All righty. So, oh, hey. Russ Winder, finally I got your address, dude. I'll be sending that uh, charger case out to you. I'm not going to lie, I was a little disappointed. I was kind of thinking that I was going to get to keep it because I wasn't getting a response. I was thinking I had a new charger case, dude. No way. I know, I know, I know. There's
1: no way we'd let you sneak that one by.
2: (laughs) So anyway, uh, Russ did email me, and uh, he told me that 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 rig that we saw... The picture that we had on Facebook. Um, it weighed like twenty-five pounds. <laughs> and wow. he had seventeen minute flight times.
1: Wow. Yeah. But that made a big splash when it landed in the water. Yeah,
2: I bet you it made a twenty five pound splash. And I
1: think it was that like a fishing derby. Yeah. I bet you they didn't catch any more fish.
2: They're like, You see bitch. <laughs> yeah, you <imagine>. <laughs> Bloop. bloop. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty guys, well again, congratulations to Justin on the new addition to his family. One yeah. more member of the nation.
1: Yeah. We'll hear we'll hear all about it next week. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he'll need a break. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. Just
2: I just needed to get away, man. She's she's turned into an evil woman. <laughs> 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 this isn't the same woman I married. I knew Dude, I they had it. had
1: it. It was pretty rough. Yeah. I I kinda got yeah. It was a long it, it was not one of those quick ones. Oh yeah, yeah. Long and drawn out. But, yeah, he's uh he's he's tough. He's got good mental toughness, though. So he'll be all right. <laughs>
2: yeah. All right, alrighty, Jesse. If I needed to get in touch with you, how would I do that, man? Uh, the best way to get in
3: touch with me is to just to shoot me a PM on the forums. That my username is solmonson 63
2: One of these days, we might actually give you an RC Hillie Nation address.
3: Oh man. Wow, moving
2: uh, up. I wouldn't count on it, though. <laughs> Maybe. That's, uh, that's just too much of a commitment, I think. I don't know. You have to I, I go just, through
1: initiation
0: first.
2: <laughs> I don't even oh, think man, we have one I'm for out. Justin yet. No. <laughs> nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that?
1: Definitely just go ahead, shoot me an email, nick at rchelionation.com, or I'm on all the forums as NWM Tech.
2: And of course, if you guys wanted to get in touch with me, you could catch me on the forums at Dan K. Reed, or you can send me an email at dan at rchelynation.com. And again, guys, we sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Have a good week, and we will talk to you again next Monday. See ya, everyone. See ya. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, send us an email using the contact us link on the homepage. If you'd like to make a donation, there's a donate now button on our homepage as well.